just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando-ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Thank you. 
track we're gonna get this shit cracking thank god it's friday friday is finally here made it through another week and before i play another song let me go over some strands this will be the strand of not only this episode this will be the strand of the weekend and pretty much the strands for the next week as well i got some banana pudding tain Banana pudding tang, whatever the fuck that is. I, I smoked this shit yesterday. This shit's fire. I got some uh, Azale. A-Z-A-Z-E-L. I, I can't pronounce that. I'm black. We got that. And then we got my favorite right now. Kush, man. I'm telling you. These are the strands for this episode. And pretty much the episodes this weekend and the motherfucking episodes next week. I was sober beginning of the week. But now I'm back. So after we go through this uh, this next instrumental from me, by the way, the music that's being played is made by me, Jersey Judah. Look me up on SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? My SoundCloud. <laughs> Yo, what's crazy is... <clears throat> With with SoundCloud, because I haven't, I woke up this morning at 6.30, right? And I was attempting to make a beat, but I just wasn't in that, I wasn't in the spirit. But I laid something down, like maybe like 20 seconds. Fucking around with keys and shit. But then I was like, ah, I'll give it a break. I want to see what's going on in my SoundCloud. So my shit is up to like 260. 260 people which I appreciate those for supporting my music. But anyway, with that being said, we're going to play this last track. Then we're going to get this episode officially started. I'm not sure if this is going to be a separate episode or it can be an episode to be incorporated to what I'm doing tonight. But let's find out.
Jersey, Judah, back with another edition, Freestyle Friday slash Thank God It's Friday edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Yeah. Undead Chronic. Night Talk TV. Or Night Talk. I don't know why I say Night Talk TV for something get mixed up with another content creator, but Stevie Knight, a.k.a. Night Talk, and Undead Chronic is going to be uh, the content creators that we'll be acknowledging and going through today. With the possibility, well, no possibility, with pretty much me doing something later on tonight as well. So depending on how I get through this shit, I had to upload pretty much what I did yesterday morning and what I did last night in one episode this morning. So hopefully y'all check that shit out. It's two hours of content. Although I'm ranting more and more now. I don't know why. I'm just ranting um, a ramble here and there. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, I believe the night talk shit is about some black woman going online saying some wild racist shit. Now, this is my thing. I can acknowledge that black people can be very racist. Now, by uh, racism, racism is based on a position of power and a position of dominance, whether it's thought about or it's actually the case, right? So a black person can be racist, but there is no real control that many blacks have in this country to truly dominate and, and truly segregate from white people. So you hear a lot of guys, they talk about um, black folks. And I say black folks because I don't know what they consider themselves or maybe African-Americans would be better for them. Um, They want their own land. They want this. They want that Um, reparation talk. So, you know, so on and so forth. And I, I don't I don't agree with it. As a black person, like I don't agree with it. And I'm not like a light, bright damn near white black person. I'm, 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 I'm black. Okay. Now I'm not midnight dark. And there's nothing wrong with those people who are dark like that. Okay. But I'm fair brown complexion, black. Okay. I don't get conservative. I don't, I don't get into conservative. I can't help it now at this point. I can't help it. But the talking points, I remember seeing, um, Tucker Carlson, it was this clip from Fox. Now, I don't watch Fox, but it was a clip that was in um, YouTube shorts and shit. And um, it was a Black Lives Matter uh, organization, which, by the way, get funds. They get more funding by white people than black people. If we can be fair here in this country and be legitimately honest with ourselves, a lot of the money, a lot of the shekels come from whites and white organizations that want to get go along go along and get along. They don't really give a shit about your lives, but they'll throw some money in your way so you shut the fuck up. And so that's what they they've been pretty much funded by liberal whites. 
primarily, right? So when they get enough shekels, they get enough money from these people, they go, well, we have a Black Lives Matter uh, meeting or a Black Lives Matter event, and we would appreciate it if no Caucasoids showed up. No whites. They pretty much had a no whites allowed type of ordeal. I just, I think it's funny. Like, don't get me wrong. It shit's funny to me. And for white people, it, for you white people to get offended, you know, you got to look back in history. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that it's your turn. I'm not with that shit. But I'm saying, you know, blacks, you know, in the beginning went through a lot of shit compared to where we're at today. Man, there's a lot of us who don't appreciate what the fuck we have compared to, you know, a lot a lot of our older relatives, you know, grandparents, great aunts. I told y'all I was talking about that maybe a couple nights ago. <clears throat> you know, my great aunt goes by the name of Mildred Loving. And that name might sound familiar because there's a documentary about her. And she's a black woman who married a white man back in 1967. It was the first interracial marriage and was a big part of history. Okay. That lady, of course, not the actor, but the actual lady that the actor is portraying is, in fact, my great aunt. You see what I mean? So. <clears throat> I have, I only have what, I mean, there's a couple of, of relatives that I have that would know about a lot of this shit, but a lot of them, a lot of them are in Virginia and I haven't seen those folks in many moons. You know, I got, I got relatives that are light skinned with freckles. You feel me? Like shit, <laughs> color don't mean shit to me. In that sense, because I got I got family that's every fucking complexion, but white. Damn near. You know what I'm saying? So. The whole. It's it's weird. It's bizarre, because if you look at what's going on today and with BLM. Banning white people. In which I've stated in the beginning, a lot of these white people funded them. I'm not saying that it's those particular white people that funded them. It could be. Black Lives Matter is just something I politically disagree with. Um, black lives. Come on. That's how they're, they're smart. They created that organization and it's smart because if if you're black and you for some reason, God forbid, if you disagree with their cause, then you are now cast or sell out your coon. I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect strategy. You know what I'm saying? Because then if a white person says, well, white lives matter, then he's a racist. But the person that says black lives matter isn't. You see what I'm saying? And as a black man who is um, in support of, you know, black people prospering, you know what I mean? Black people elevating themselves. Um, black people thinking for themselves. Um, it's almost like a factory that produces brainwashed, left-controlled blacks. And it's never, you'll never see these BLM supporters support niggas like me. You'll never see 
too many. I know a couple of pro blacks that I fuck with, although I don't necessarily agree with them 100 percent. But it's about dialogue. It's about being able to go back and forth about certain things. Maybe maybe there's something that you're incorrect about. Maybe it's something that the other person's incorrect about. But as long as people can have dialogue, that's kind of the beginning. Right. But pro blacks, some pro blacks fuck with me. I ain't going to lie. Some of them fuck with me. I fuck with a lot of them. Um, what's his name? Young Pharaoh. Even though he doesn't consider himself to be a part of that conscious community, he was in that circle and he was mentioned along with him. See, that's kind of like, it's kind of like what I bring up before, like the whole guilty by association thing, which I feel that Andrew Tate became a victim of that to a lot of the guys who may have, who may have really supported him and listened to him. When you start dealing with PUAs and grifters and guys that are just trying to sell courses and books, you know, you're going to get mixed up in that. So it's kind of like that guilty by association thing. So like young Pharaoh, for example, you know what I mean? This one of the first, this one of the first like, niggas that I've heard, like support Trump, like heavily. And this is, this is like conscious, you know, pro, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, I mean, pro black is kind of just like, it kind of has the same effect as woke today, right? Because when you mention woke, it's like, it almost like strictly depends on who you're saying it to. Like me, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't agree with most of that shit. I think we all, I think, I think human beings have energy and that energy goes beyond appearance. So there's people you click with because your energy aligns with one another. It doesn't matter if he's fucking white as a fucking sheet of paper or black as midnight. I think, I think the tribalism shit goes along with just the American people in general, because if you looked at, if you look into history, it doesn't take much history. You can go back to September 11, 2001, actually times like that is the only times that, you know, and it's fucked up to say it, but in a lot of comedians say it, blacks took the back seat when it came to criticism and stereotypes and judgment, you know, black people and white people were one after September 11, but we went against Muslims, Islamic folks, you know, people, people with that type of clothing, uh, that type of garment type of clothing. And we all, you know, destroyed them. It's fucked up. But like it it would take like a, a crisis to bring people together. Right. I think people are learning their lesson. With voting emotionally like a bitch because of who's in position and who's in power today compared to who was in power before. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm I'm pretty much putting Trump like top five favorite presidents. And I may do an episode just because, you know, president's day is Monday. Is it Monday? I think, I think it's Monday. If I'm off Monday, then I'll do an episode on my top five favorite presidents. A lot of these presidents are not based on attitude in a way that I would put Trump. Trump is like top three just because he's he legitimately did not give a fuck about, you know, sugarcoating shit, playing things politically. 
Did not give a fuck about that. He was not a politician. If you had, if you've had just decades, <laughs> centuries of people in power and going along with the political agenda, the left wing, the right wing, two wings of the same bird, right? What you'll find is a lot of these people are just fucking con artists. They're legal. They get away with conning people. That's what the politician does. The politician is the biggest con man. The politician is the biggest pimp. He's the biggest whoremongerer. You know what I'm saying? He's the biggest thief that we have in our society today. Not the criminals. Not the criminals. These people in political positions of power, they are connected. And I'm not going to get into any Alex Jones-like conversation, but I'm saying these these people are very tight-knit. So when an outsider comes in, let alone, matter of fact, let alone an outsider that says, I don't need your money. I'm going to fund my own campaign. Fuck y'all niggas. Y'all all corrupted. You know what I mean? He fried uh, Jeb Bush. Just fried him. Sickened. Disgusting. Then the Hillary Clinton, the Hillary Clinton debate, that was HBO worthy shit. That's the type of shit that niggas pay to watch. A bitch like Hillary Clinton getting fried by Donald Trump, a nigga at the time who wasn't even looked at as a serious fucking, he wasn't looked at and taken serious. I knew, I knew when Trump was running, back when Trump was running, I, I saw it. I know how these people move. You know what I'm saying? So when he when he went after Obama about citizenship and all that, that's when I knew he was running. Now, did I think he was going to make it? Absolutely not. I'll be honest with you. I ain't give a fuck about no none of these. I still don't really give a fuck about any of these people. I just look at Trump as as the best option. If you take away the pandemic, take away the pandemic. And what do you think the result would have been if the election came back up? What do you think the result would have been? But then again, you had a lot of these people, uh, Bill Maher, which everybody's considering Bill Maher to be this super based guy. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? This was the same people, a part of this uh, media mafia. That's what I call them. They're the media mafia. They all they all answer to the same people, don't matter what side they're on. But people who were blatant about it were like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, um, all these other cocksuckers. I don't like I don't really like um, celebrities like that. I may like their art or what they have, what they represent. But I don't know these people. I can give a fuck about these people. Motherfuckers got to stop idol worshiping. They look up to the most high. Stop looking up to these faggot ass demonic celebrities. Okay. But anyway. I think I'm done ranting. I ran it for a good, what, close? Uh, so I played some music and shit in the beginning. I don't know. We're at 25 minutes. So we're just going to jump right into the videos. I'm pretty sure this is Undead Chronic first. Am I correct? I don't know. Either it's Undead Chronic or Night Talk. Let's get into it. So in the age of Me Too, men have decided to change how they act in the workplace to avoid... Getting me too, right? That's obvious. Right. 
I mean, whenever I meet with a female, the door's always open. And a lot of times I, I kind of like, I'm like, look, meet with me in the lab, like around other people. Like, I don't. There you go. You know, it's, it's very funny, man. Maybe it's a coincidence, guys. Maybe it's a coincidence. But, you know, I tend to be bringing up shit. It's not that I'm just this genius, right? It would be nice. But it's not as if I'm this genius that's just coming up with like unknown concepts. It's just, it's very funny. Very, very, very funny. When I talk about my position and what I do in doing my eight and hitting the gate and working around 85% plus women, that I act and do the same shit. Strictly business. Um, I don't want to be in the same room with a woman who's by herself. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but guys, when you're done listening to this, because the funny thing about this article was, I think he just clipped this because I probably heard this already maybe less than a week ago. I've heard the entire stream where he was talking about this. What you're about to hear is some outright off the hook bullshit, man. Like this is how bitches play. So I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna spoil it for you real quick before you know Undead Chronic adds his comedic effect to it. Um, so you got a guy who works, right? He works with pretty much. I guess it was it would have to be close to. Uh, 50 50, maybe 60 40, predominantly men, right? And the women who work with him, they're, they complain about him. They complain, not because he's necessarily creepy, not because he's a weirdo, because he doesn't talk to them. You know what I mean? He doesn't, he, he doesn't communicate and he doesn't fraternize with women at the workplace, which is exactly what I've been talking about. You're not supposed to fraternize with women at the workplace. You let these goofy-ass bitches call you their work husband if you want. You see what I'm saying? Look, man. (laughs) So these women are mad at a man who's going to work, doing what he has to do. And what makes it funnier is the fact that he talks to his guy friends. He has guy friends that he communicates with. But he doesn't have any female friends at the workplace. And so what what, what do you think the females do about that? They lose their fucking minds. But on top of that, they go to HR and complain about it. They go to human resources and try to file a claim. They feel uncomfortable because this man will not speak to me. I feel uncomfortable. Everyone should speak to me when they see me. Bitch. Look, I'm watch. Listen, listen. Want to go to my office? You don't want people. You don't want chicks to say he did X, Y, and Z when no one was around. I mean, I do. I do have a camera. I have a camera in my office too, so it's all fine. Good, good. Yeah. So what we got here? Title: A colleague at work, 27 year old male of one year, refuses to socialize with me or any of the women in our office. Chaz, why is a man refusing to socialize with a woman in the office? Because it's work. 
He's there to work, not socialize. Exactly. He wants to socialize. Exactly. To go to a bar. Hang exactly. Out, or I hang out with Brutas. Oh, we'll see what she says. She says, hi, I'm posting on this all. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he he low-key snapped, man. It's just great ghost. I don't know which one this. I get, I get a lot of these niggas mixed up. Besides Undead Chronic, I get a lot of these niggas mixed up. Because I listened to Ribby. And then his his channel got deleted, and then um, Undead Chronic, of course, Sir Yidis. But I, I'm not sure who this is. This could be Great Ghost. I'm not sure. But shout out to the Warband. That nigga snapped. Yeah, you go to work, you do the eight, and hit the gate. Fuck, I got time conversating with these women for zero time. Because I know a few of my friends are following me on here. I don't want to spilling out until I have some clear thoughts on what I want to do. TLDR, a colleague, 27, joined our firm last year and since has had zero issues socializing with the guys he work with, but always finds an excuse or says no to hanging out with girls after work. Even if we grew up together as a whole, he rarely talks to us and is making some of my friends uncomfortable. Bro, take away a little bit of simpage and bitches lose their mind. Bro, they cannot stand that this new office Chad doesn't give them any time of day. <laughs> office it, Chad. They, they can't fathom it. Why doesn't he talk to me? I'm the most interesting, beautiful person in this office. Well, all What's these the women think they're here? beautiful, right? Yep. And they all are making similar wages than he does. So they're probably making a lot of money, right? I'm beautiful and I make a lot of money. Why Every dude should be slobbering over me. One dude, one guy. Doesn't slop her over her. I'm uncomfortable. What's wrong? He, something's wrong with him. I, I don't think this is right. This The world should have everybody simp for me. He can go on Tinder, on Bumble, on Twitter, on whatever social media site, and there will be dudes talking to her. Yep. But those dudes probably won't be as good looking or as tall or as you know, make as much money as this guy is. I do. I've seen ugly guys ignore women and it pisses them off just as much as a tall guy. ignoring. Cause they, they feel entitled to the simping. But when ugly guys ignore women, I feel like it pisses them off more. Cause like he's ugly. Yeah. I just reject him no matter what, but like he should still try. Okay. I think, I think what he's saying makes a lot of sense. Because, you know, on top of that, women aren't going to really, very few women are going to really shoot their shot and go public about it. You feel me? Like, <laughs> very few women are going to shoot their shot publicly. To be honest, she really doesn't have to. And I've always talked about that. All she got to do is appear, pick up on body language, pick up on icon, give the guy an indicator of interest, and see what the guy does in return. That's all she got to do. But if she tries to approach a guy who she looks at as mid or who she looks at as subhuman just to try to get validation and that nigga has no parts, doesn't want any parts in it, yeah, that hits a bitch heavier. That definitely hits a bitch heavier. And now we've come to a point where men don't want to try anymore. We, we know the game. And by and when I say we, I know that my dashing good looks can get all the pussy I want. But you know, it's just hey, Fido, Fido, 
Sorry, my dog scratched at the carpet. Go get him. Yeah, MGTOW has exploded. I mean, MGTOW is, and I'm not MGTOW, but just when MGTOW grows, what is the pseudo MGTOW? What is the no harm and no diamond? What is the red pill? It explodes at a much higher rate. So MGTOW has exploded, and all the adjacent philosophies have exploded too. Dudes aren't. I like I like Undead Chronic for a lot of reasons, but one of the one of the weirdest things about this nigga is he doesn't consider himself red pill. Right. And the same and the same exact reason why I don't consider it. Right. Because when you have the only thing being associated with the red pill being just courses and, and, and being, you know, shitty dating advice, shitty pickup artists, it, it's no longer like. And me, like I've always acknowledged MGTOW, but I never I never try or attempt to put myself in that space in terms of like I promote it. I oddly enough, I can't really I can't really explain it. I'll promote it for sure. In terms of a man possibly going out there desperately choosing a fucking streetwalker and ruining his life. Having children with wicked harlots. Oh yeah, going your own way is definitely the option. And that shit's been blowing up. I mean, it's blowing up more so now than than ever, but it's been it's been on the rise for a hot minute. And they went through some bullshit because MGTOW for some reason gets thrown in with incels. MGTOW gets thrown in with like losers and shit. And the funny thing about it is the guys who promote it the most, the guys who are the heavy hitters were guys who were married, guys who have children, guys who were the product of divorces, guys with information to help men possibly going through the same thing. How can you be a man and go against that? You a hoe. If you go against it, you a hoe. You just like these feminists. You're a hoe. Going to risk their jobs, careers, and lives Hitting on entitled women that aren't going to even give them kids and submit. There's no. And another thing that I find funny with Undead Chronic, he says no hymen, no diamond. Now, if you take away the diamond aspect, because the diamond is a representation of marriage and a representation of, you know, um, you know, in a traditional way, following your vows and actually taking it serious, taking the marriage serious. Realizing that there's going to be ups and downs. And it's not going to be just this magical fairy tale ending setting. Bitches are too stuck and too delusional with their self-interest and what they want. And they've never realized, and they'll never realize it in some cases until they're about 35 and ran through. And I'm not saying all women are 35 or ran through. I'm saying that when women reach that point, especially being promiscuous in their 20s, they're going to be defeated. That's the only time that she's going to look within and wonder what she can do herself to find a man after the looks and her appearance decreases. Because she's been using those looks and those appearances to get what she wants. A lot of, like, some guys just will never understand this shit. Wait, there's no point, guys. Well, let's yeah. continue. Oh, yeah. Go. Early last year, our firm hired Dan 
in the first few weeks, he was really quiet and didn't talk much. And that's just how we thought he was. Every conversation with him was short and to the point and never yep. deviated from work. Yep. Aside some pleasantries, such as have a nice weekend. There Two months in, he started becoming a little more friendly with the guys in our office, and they would hang out every so often and have normal conversations. However, whenever any of the girls in the office tried to do so, he would quickly change the conversation back to work or just not reply. Sigma. Dude, this- Sigma, Mel. This nigga's a Sigma. Guys, <laughs> Sigmas exist, and this man is one of them. He does his eight and hit the gate. He may have, he may have a, a, a stray pack that he deals with on a professional level, a straight pack of men, he can have more, you know, locker room talk type of discussions with them, of course. They can talk about which bitch got the biggest ass. This is what we do, all right? I'm, I'm sick and tired of this shit. Like, and this is what men do. Bitches that want to know this what we do. If you're at a workplace, and I've been in uh, more than a couple workplaces where <coughs> you're close You're in close proximity to too many people to not have a random conversation about whatever, right? And if it's with guys, niggas just sit back talking about which bitch has the fatter ass, et cetera, et cetera. That's what guys do. If women, I mean, today, if women would go into that circle, the conversation would change by default. Like, guys already know. Like, guys are on code. Like, yeah, we're not going to have this conversation with this hoe around. We don't know what this bitch is about. She could be a double agent. There's a lot of double agent females in the workplace. You know, they're really friendly with you. You say to yourself, wow, this bitch is talking a lot. You know, you're trying to do what you got to do. This turns into a 15, 20 minute conversation about her buying shoes, her doing this on the weekend, her doing that on the weekend. All this dumb shit that means nothing. Absolutely nothing. And you say, oh, this person's really nice, you know. But really, in reality, she's trying to get as much information as you. She's trying to get as much information from you as possible so she can pass that on to her raggedy ass friends and they can just have a conversation for 15 to 20 minutes about her interaction with you. That's how, like, really, this is this is what it boils down to. That's why niggas like me, I do the eight, I do the eight to hit the gate. There's there's not even my old coworker, <clears throat> which he ended up leaving. At the end of, at the end of summer, he ended up leaving. But I would have like political conversations and shit with him, old white guy. You know what I'm saying? Conservative nigga. So it's like, all right, cool. I can have a conversation with him about Trump and shit, and it's not, it's not going to be an awkward interaction. But I'm not having that conversation with a fucking woman. Are you kidding me? Give me a fucking break. I'm not trying to I'm not purposely trying to lose my job. Although if I was, that would be a good tactic. So if they fire me, I can just low key be like, yo, this is harassment. But I wouldn't conversate with a woman at the workplace longer than longer than two minutes. And within that two minutes, I'm looking at it as I'm looking at the conversation as, all right, what does this have to do with work-related issues, because I don't give a fuck about these people to ask them what are they doing on the weekend. I don't know why people would ask people they don't know what they're doing on the weekend as if they give a shit or as if you give a shit to answer. And a lot of you guys, y'all love small talk and all that. You can skip all that shit. You see, when you play video games sometimes, it breaks down to dialogue, and 
there's sometimes no voice acting and there's just like a dialogue box you got to read. Like, no, I'm skipping all that. You know what I mean? I'm playing for the action. I'm not playing for the fucking small talk dialogue bullshit. And I don't, I don't, I have a, I have a very creative way about rejecting conversation with people, right? It's very creative. It's called headphones. You got it? Best way to do it. Headphones. You go to the gym, headphones. They're like, because women just want to have retarded, meaningless conversations of no importance just to kill time. And look, I get it. I understand it. But just find another bitch to to do that. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Respectfully. Guy's a Chad. He's he's just like she's like. So what are you doing this weekend? He just keeps walking. Based? No, seriously. (laughs) He doesn't owe them shit. (laughs) This nigga said based. (laughs) I gotta bring that back. That nigga's (laughs) based. However, whenever any of the girls in the office tried to do so, he would quickly change the conversation back to work or just not reply. Dude, this guy's a chat. He's, he's just like, she's like, so what are you doing this weekend? He just keeps walking. Eliminate. Based. No, seriously, it's just, he doesn't owe them shit. Based. Does he? Based. Based. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, fuck that. What 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 does that man oh see that's the thing where certain women have that attitude where they expect you to say something to them. Bitch, I don't gotta say a motherfucking thing to you. Especially at the workplace. And the thing is, I don't give a fuck what these people say about me. <laughs> Cause I'm there. To make money and not to make friends. The more friends you have at the workplace, the more conflict you're going to be in. I'm going to say that again. The more friends that you have in the workplace that you weren't friends with before the workplace, the more conflict you're going to have related to the workplace. And it's even worse if you're cool with a supervisor or if you're cool with the boss, you're not going to be looked at as like a trustworthy person amongst your coworkers and amongst others. I'm telling you, it happens all the time. Damn near every job that I've been in, there's always been a scenario where there's a guy who started work and he becomes really cool with the boss or the supervisor. Now, whether it's some form of nepotism, maybe he's connected somehow, maybe his, maybe his dad or his uncle and shit knows him, whatever the fuck it is. But there's always that situation where from other people, you know, this new guy is getting too close to the boss. So now niggas is looking at him sideways like, yo, man, like motherfuckers don't know if you having a genuine conversation. Are you looking for a way to kick a niggas back in? You know what I'm saying? Because you're conversating and you're moving around with too many suits. All right. You got the suits when the suits are present. Everybody's everybody does their little tap dance and I get sick of it. Every every job that I have. When the suits appear, all these niggas start tap dancing, man. All of them start tap dancing. 
they doing a little bit of extra just because the just because the head niggas around. I'm doing the same shit I'm doing every fucking day. Give a fuck about these people, man. But you'll always have those um, scenarios where it's like you see it coming. Like it's like, man. And when you have all these friends, all these so-called friends at the workplace, and you having all these conversations, nine times out of ten, it's about somebody else in the fucking workplace, or it's about the boss, or it's about the supervisor, or you get you start a job and you get mixed up with the wrong people who are known for shady shit, and now everybody looking at you is shady. See what I mean? The less friends you have at the workplace, the better chance you have at just having a normal experience of going, doing what you got to do, doing your eight and hitting the gate and leaving. Owe them their time and attention? Does he owe them compliments and shit? I mean, they think he does because, you know, she's a chick. Now, now think about the difference for men and women and friends, right? Like, men, all of us know this. You go to work, you have work friends. You lose the job, you get fired, you move. You're not upset about those work friends because you have close friends that you stay close with no matter your work situation. Yeah, there are people that have come. I mean, yeah, for the most part, that's true. I mean, there's a couple who actually know. Yeah, he is right. Because there's a couple people at my last job. It was like the great resonation. Like people were just leaving. Now, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys had shit on the side. They had shit set up for something else or they were leaving the job. Like in my case, I left on a good note because I didn't want to I didn't want anything bad on my resume. I didn't want, you know, me just randomly leaving because I knew I had another job coming. So I did it the right way and had like a two weeks notice. Now, the last job I was at there was just people who were leaving. They were just walking out. Giving the office their work badges and, and, and moving on. And it was it was odd. But I guess now looking back at it, it makes a lot of sense. Because there was just a lot of bullshit going on. Like the situation that I brought up, there was just a lot of people. Because like the supervisor, I was cool with the supervisor. But at the same time, he wasn't he wasn't really a strict type of dude. I was cool with the old supervisor. Niggas was smoking blunts and everything on break. Niggas was smoking blunts. I guess like Gary Payton. Gary Payton has some type of herb. He has some type of weed that uh, my supervisor was growing. He grew the shit. He was growing the shit. You feel me? So. During break, during the summertime, motherfuckers was just blowing down, blowing it down, getting high as shit. And at that time, I was I was like stripping, I was stripping floors. And I'll tell you this like quick funny story. So when you strip a floor, you pretty much have a floor buffer, right? And this floor buffer are depending on who you work for and how they use terminologies. I call it a side by side. You you you'll see it you'll see it in fucking movies or anything, like where a motherfucker is cleaning the floor, right? Now the chemical, the machine isn't 
bad, but the machine will, it will jack you up. It will fuck your arms up for sure. It's constant jerking, constant moving around. It will fuck your arms up. But I remember at that time I was in good shape. So um, the machine wasn't bad. The chemical, like the chemicals for it were. And this stripper, it's this strong smell. It's like, it's almost nauseating. It's like nail polish and ammonia. It's like nail polish mixed with ammonia, pretty much. That's the smell of it. But it's this chemical that breaks down the dirt on the floor and shit. And then with the buffer, it just pretty much scrubs everything out. So I'm about to do these floors. Now, this stripper, everybody has a method. So what I do is I lay the stripper down first, and then I use a, I get a mop, and I put hot water over it. You know what I mean? So it kind of speeds up the process. You know what I mean? The hot water speeds up the process. And with that, you kind of want to let it sit there for like 15 to 20 minutes. Now, some people say you're only supposed to do it for 5 and 10 minutes. They don't know how to use equipment. Okay? You let that shit sit. So I lay this, I lay this shit down. I lay the stripper down, and I just got done mopping over it with the hot water. Supervisor comes, yo. Yo, what are you doing? So I already know what that means. I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm about to I'm about to go on break now. Not thinking that I had this shit. And I took like 30, 40 minute breaks. But anyway, I ended up smoking this shit, smoking this uh, blunt. I don't know. I forgot what fucking strand it was with this guy. And I was fucking zooted. I was just zooted. And I remember, I remember this shit vividly only because I was listening to the Isley Brothers. And the song was uh, Winter Takes It All. Y'all got to look that shit up. Isley Brothers, right? And I was going back into the building and just saying to myself, I'm high as fuck. And, and then the music, the music hits different when you're high. Yo. That shit hits. Like you can feel there's, there's an energy about, I'm getting goosebumps now. There's an energy about music that just resonates with people. I, and it can be shit that you don't even understand. It can be like, you don't even understand the language. It can just be the rhythm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going back. And yo, when I tell you, I almost fell. I slid. I can't even tell y'all like half of a half court worth of a hallway. I literally slid like forgetting that the stripper was on the floor the chemicals, the hot water was on the floor and, and nearly fucked myself up. And you know what's fucked up about it? If that would have happened to me, I would be in the wrong because I didn't have a, I didn't have a wet floor sign in the hallway, even though I was one of the only people in the building and people knew what I was doing and what section I was at. I didn't have a wet floor sign and I didn't have a, I didn't have my non-slip boots on. I had some Nike SBs fucking stripping and waxing floors like a jackass. But anyway, let's get back to the fucking video. Gone from my workplace. I talked to them. We had a good time. We would meet. We joke around and shit. But we never got a beer after work that night. We never hung out. I didn't go by their place to help them move or nothing. It's like, yeah, we're friends at work. Yeah. But then once work is gone, once they quit, once I quit, whatever. Hey. 
that, that's I, it. Now think about. I think that's the reason why, <clears throat> like friendship to a guy, is so much different to than friendship with a woman, right? Like friendship. When I say with a guy, I mean a guy in general. <clears throat> like that guy's idea of friendship is different than a woman's idea of friendship. Where it's like a man can easily like in my in my life, I could easily separate those who I'm actual friends with, who actually gives a fuck what I got going on and I give a fuck about what they go on, what what they got going on, and you know it's mutual. And just those who are associates, people you just have random conversations with when they're around, but nothing outside of that. And to me, like I've said, I've always separated things that I have going on in my personal life to things that I have going on at the workplace. I always separate the two. You see what I mean? So I don't even have to. I don't even have to think about people at the workplace like, yeah, they're. Their coworkers, their associates. Those are people you talk to because you are in too close of a proximity of each other to not say at least hello to one another. But there, there'll always be like those situations where it's like, like people will lose their job over so-called work friends, and I've seen some shit where like people that they look people they actually look at as friends would be the ones that would, you know, set them up, would be the ones to talk behind their back, would be the ones to spread rumors. Shit, like, motherfucking, like, people can be childish, man. And not, like, a a funny childish, but, like, a, a, a truly immature childish. Female friends, or women who have friends. A lot of women don't really have super close friends or they have like one or two, but they see the people who work with them as friends. And so yeah. if they can't have everybody be their friend, including the males, there's something wrong with them. Because they're extremely social creatures. Guys, guys who I worked with and guys who I know and like guys in my position and guys that do what I do, we generally have the same attitude because we know that outside of us and what we have to do in the building, we are completely separate. We're like a completely different entity than the women. And it's, it's, it's completely separate. So there is no, and from my perspective, there is no female friends. There's females that you associate with every now and then. But you're not, you're not going to the bitch's house. She's not coming to your house to play video. She, there's no friendship. There's no genuine friendship where a man can have locker room talk around a woman and a woman is not gasping and getting triggered over it. It's not happening. I don't know a straight man that's going to sit around a bunch of bitches and hear them talk about what's going on um, with a reality TV show or what's going on with makeup or Chanel bags or whatever bitches talk about. I don't see that happening unless that guy's a homosexual. But other than that, I don't see why a heterosexual man 
would be present around a group of women. But all of these women are his quote-unquote friends. And he's not fucking any of them. And he's fine with it. I don't see that happening. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that one of my work colleagues would say, yeah, we're friends. And, you know, I've had to pick her up for a shift because her car broke down and stuff. And my general manager said, hey, go pick her up. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Am I still on the clock? Yeah, yeah, I was on the clock. I was getting paid to do it. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, you know, I'm friendly with her. I'll make jokes. I'll fuck around a little bit. I'm not saying, like, fuck her, you know what I mean, but. I, I haven't had a beer with her. She's not sucking me off. She She's not going to – even if she asks me for help to move some stuff, I'll say, sorry, I'm busy that day. Yep. Even if I'm not because so, I'm not her friend. So, And that's – but this, this is the thing. <clears throat> a lot of guys will put themselves in that position, right? And he's not even realizing that he's going along with the program. Like if, if a woman asks – a question that's based on anything outside of work or she needs help doing anything outside of work. You have to understand that you're still taking a risk even when you're not at the workplace, because if something goes wrong between y'all two, she can say that she doesn't feel comfortable around you anymore. And now she can go, she can go to HR still in in that position because nothing technically happened in the workplace, but she feels threatened by you, somebody who she actually works with, because of some shit that happened outside of work. You're not supposed to fraternize with women at the workplace, in and out of, of the workplace, okay? In and out of the workplace. Continuing, even after a year now, Dan, even with a year of Dan working with us, he straight up refuses to socialize with the girls in the office and is making them feel uncomfortable. Of course. He avoids any discussion of himself outside of work-related events and future plans and doesn't ask any of the girls either. Whereas he is, what I only assume, pretty good friends with the guys in the office. You know what this could be, right? This guy could honestly not even be MGTOW, Red Pill, or aware of it. He could just be like, Super scared of girls of rejection and a turbo virgin. Yeah. You could just be scared of talking. I mean, <laughs> it's when I heard this the first time, I laughed, but then I thought about it like, yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? I doubt that that's the case, though. Because, like, look, man, there's guys who, who, who get nervous around women. The guys who get extremely nervous around women, they're extremely nervous around new people in general. I'm aware of new people. I'm not nervous, but I'm very aware. I'm not just going to break down. I'm not going to just break down and have a fucking complex conversation with a stranger. I'm just not doing that. But for a guy to have all these so-called guy work friends and personally decide, and I think he decides not to communicate with women at the workplace because of, you know, all of the possibilities and everything that, everything that will completely go against him. There will be no advantage of a man dealing with a woman at the workplace. There really isn't. And with women, it's every advantage you can think of. It's more meaningless conversations and gossip with her friends about how much you're packing, how much you laying it down, right? It's going to be more um, social. It's going to be a social slash, you know, status thing. 
especially if it's a man in power. Because you know these women, I'm not saying all of them, but a good portion of these women, they sleep up to get their positions. But when a woman deals with a man at the workplace, it's every, all of the advantages are in her hand. Like I said, if a relationship goes bad, you know, she can cause the man his job, his livelihood. Once again, because these bitches are childish. Because he's only been hurt by girls. Even virgins are getting dumped on by whores now. What the hell? Of course. You really can't win as a guy. As a guy, if you're a virgin who... Now, this is... This is a dynamic to think about, right? Women will talk about how, how bad slut shaming is, but women have always talked shit about the virgins, the guys who don't get laid, this and that. It's always been an insult. Now they just added a direct name, which is actually a community, to the insult, which is incel. To a point of, oh, this guy doesn't agree with me. He must be an incel. Oh, this guy isn't willing to put me on a pedestal. He must be an incel. Oh, this guy is talking about red pill awareness and the nature of women. He must be an incel. To a point to where it no longer has any power. It's like misogynist. Oh, he's a misogynist. It no longer has its power because you're calling the wrong people misogynist. You're pointing at the wrong guys and you're willing to call anything and everything that you disagree with as woman to be misogynistic. Therefore, guys don't give a shit. It's easy. Doesn't have much sexual experience. You're seen as a loser. He can't get girls, so girls see him as he doesn't get chicks. So why bother? And that's been from the beginning. Like I said, you'll have women talking about slut shaming is bad because they're the sluts. Of course, they're going to say slut shaming is bad. They are the sluts. But if you have women like Amber Rose having something called a slut walk, wouldn't that solidify everything? <laughs> but now what it is, the sluts, they shame the traditional women, right? The sluts shame the traditional women. They shame the traditional men. The women today who happen to be Radical liberals, they shame the conservatives, male or female. Fucking around with him. Why give him a chance? Yep. It, it's lose-lose. Even on work meals out to celebrate events, he is only doing the bare minimum when it comes to conversation. Nobody, okay, if, if women don't owe men sex and children and families, men don't owe women conversations. Bingo. Yeah, nobody yeah. Owe, men don't owe you anything. You used women said for the past eighty years, longer than that. We don't owe men X, Y, and Z. Fine, we don't owe men anything. Okay, one guy doesn't have conversations with women. The world's ending, and they had to post about it. So she does she not have any actual friends? Does she not have any other people to talk with at work? Oh, no, one dude. Okay, Dan doesn't like to, but what about Steve? I'm sure Steve has talked with her a couple times, has had great conversations. Hell, Steve might even want to take her out on a date, but yep. she wants Dan because Dan doesn't give a shit about her. There you go. So, continuing. There you go. 
when it, yeah. it when it comes to conversation with the girls, he doesn't do anything. But when it comes to the guys, he talks to them like there's no problem whatsoever. I don't know if I'm overreacting, but one of the girls is considering going to HR about this because she says it is creating a hostile work environment. <laughs> And just, just off of that, we're wrapping this up. This is going to be an entire episode because it's almost 1130, so I already know I'm over an hour. So what I'm going to do later on tonight is pretty much go through just one video by Night Talk, possibly another clip of something else. Or maybe I'll just gather a bunch of shorts, do something for tonight, Friday sick. But um, yeah, does that guy seem like someone who's socially awkward. He has a bunch of guy friends. And women are complaining that he's not communicating. They must have something for that guy. If it's a guy who they're not attracted to, if it's a guy who they wouldn't even look at, they wouldn't be complaining to HR. They would be happy that the guy never tried to communicate with him. But I'm thinking it's the other way around. It's a guy who is seen by the women as attractive. They try to shoot their shot, try to have some sort of conversation, create some small talk. The guy keeps it at at, at the bare minimum. The guy keeps it work-related. The guy does his eight and hit the gate. What's wrong with that? But like I said, women are extremely social uh, creatures, so they'll turn the workplace into a haven of gossip, chaos. That's what they do. Most of them. This is just reality. There's a lot of women around. There's going to be a lot of gossip. Shitload of gossip. Dirt on one person, dirt on the next person. The the two women who are the closest together have the most dirt against each other. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) The two women who are closest together have the most dirt against one another. Why do you think a lot of men say... Never have confidential conversation with women. Because just like how women are amongst one another. When they. Are no longer close with the friend. Or God forbid. If there's an altercation. An argument. A disagreement. The same confidential dirt. That she expressed. To the friend. Is going to be the same dirt. That she dishes out. With a new friend. I'm telling you. So tie this into the workplace. And of course, women, women are upset and they're not, they're not looking into why men are this way. They're not, they're not thinking of what, what are we as women doing wrong? Because sexual harassment And just HR in general is like one of those random double standards that always favors women. If a woman claims that she is being harassed by a man who they don't even have, they don't even have like an investigation going on. They can tell that man to leave right away. From the gate, sometimes that's the first thing they're doing. False allegations at college, the guy The guy loses his reputation. He loses all of his opportunities, even if he's innocent. And if he's innocent, would he really want to go back 
to the same university that didn't give any real investigation. They just took a woman's word and just and just kicked him out. Of course not. But anyway, for right now, this is all I gotta say. Uh, what is it? Eight hours. Eight hours from now, seven thirty. Going to do a separate episode. I'm gonna keep this episode, you know, in the cuffs. I'm gonna upload it. I'm gonna try to upload it before I go to work. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with a thank God it's Friday edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel signing out. Peace.